Welcome to RequestCast, the request-based podcast. I'm Lewis Powell. And I'm Ben Heaton. And this week's request is from Rachel, whose request is, quote, I would like to request a podcast where you discuss the difference between requests and plain old questions. To answer this, I've brought in an expert on philosophy of language, Lewis Powell. Uh, I don't know if expert is the... I have some background in philosophy of language. You have some sort of philosophy degree, right? Yes, I do have a doctorate, but my dissertation was on the history of early modern philosophy, not philosophy of language. So it's it's more like I'm, a, I'm an advanced amateur, I guess. All right, maybe later we can discuss the difference between that and philosophy of language. But for now, let's dive into this request or question. Okay, well, why don't we start with your untutored, non-philosophical thoughts on the difference, and then I will deploy philosophical skills to refine it into a more articulate view that has less basis in common sense. So I'm the naive layman here? Yes, you are the folk, or the vulgar, as they were called in the early modern period. Wonderful. All right, so my thinking here is that requests and questions seem pretty similar in that both of them are asking for someone to do something, in case of a request, to do something for you, basically. In the case of a question, they're just asking you to tell them the answer. I feel like questions are in the spirit of requests for our podcasting purposes. So your first thought is they both are a, a type of asking. One is asking someone to do something, and the other one is asking for an answer. Yeah. Okay. I, mean, I guess asking someone to do something is a little broad. You can have a request for information. Yeah. I'm not sure how different that is from just a question. I actually think they are probably pretty similar. You're not being a very good member of the vulgar, untutored folk, because that is the direction I was thinking we would wind up going as we refined your view philosophically. So what I meant to say was that I believe requests are a type of animal. <laughs> Please correct my inaccurate view. <laughs> well, we need to learn more about it. Where in the, uh, uh, what's the, the taxonomy, you know, with the kingdom phylum class, what, what kind of animal are they? I picture it as kind of dog-like. Uh, that's funny. I wouldn't think of the requests as dog-like. I would think of the answers as dog-like. See, I kind of think of the answers as, like, small scurrying creatures, maybe a rodent. Shouldn't the requests then be cats? I feel like you need, you need one coherent metaphor for the whole situation. Oh no, the request is like a dog that's trying to hunt out these rats. Dogs don't hunt rats. That's not what dogs do. Sounds like you've never gone rat hunting. You know, dachshunds were bred to hunt out rats in their burrows. You're just making that up though, right? They were bred to hunt something in burrows. Probably not rats. Are you just guessing that because of their shape? I think I heard that it's the reason for their shape. Leibniz's view of the reason for their shape probably would be the additional value the universe gets from pictures of them on the internet in hot dog buns. Cute animal pictures on the internet is pretty much the telos of most of the things in creation. Another way of looking at it would be that the reason for their shape is selective breeding. Yes, that's a less forward-looking sort of explanation. That's a different one of Aristotle's four causes, I think. Yeah, it's the, uh, the efficient cause. Right. Rather than the final cause. So we're talking about a lot of philosophy stuff that isn't actually related to the question at this point, or the request. Yeah. All right, so here, we could, we could do it philosophy of language style, and then the first thing we need to do is make some distinctions. All right. So question can refer to either the sentence that is used when somebody asks a question. All right. 
it can refer to the thing they asked. Yeah, like the meaning of the quest. Yeah, like the thing the question means, that the, well, so that the interrogative sentence means. We'll call the first ones interrogative sentences. And then we can call the second one the question. And then the third thing is it could refer to the act of questioning. Ah, the speech act itself. Yeah, and so we'll call that the interrogation. So now we've distinguished, we've got the sentence, the question, and the act of interrogation, which makes it sound much more aggressive than it really is. And we could make similar distinctions for the request as well. The actual sentence that somebody types into our request form versus the act of doing so. So I think the requester probably had in mind that requests are often given in the form of imperatives or or sort of more politely in the form of statements about what one would want to happen. So we'll note that Rachel's request was, I would like to request a podcast where you discuss the difference between requests and plain old questions. Technically, it's a statement of her preference about requesting something. Right. Well, that's just a pretty common sort of politeness indirection. Yes. So I think going back to your original insight before we started talking about animals, questions do seem like a type of request and specifically a request for information. I said that they seem similar to requests. Oh, we are going to refine your insights then and move to the view that they are a type of request. All right. I mean, etymologically, they are almost certainly... There's definitely some relation between the words, etymologically. Yes. Probably has to do with the amount of questing that was going on when Latin was being developed. Yeah, you request somebody to go slay a beast or retrieve some artifact for you. Well, everybody was going around slaying beasts and retrieving artifacts, and there wasn't any way to talk about it, and so they had to introduce some terminology. And so a request was what you would you would issue, most likely, when you wanted someone to go do some of this questing. And then a question is what you would do when they came back and you wanted to be like, oh, how did it go? They were like, we'll call that a question because you're investigating the quest. Fun fact, for a large portion of history, that is sort of how people did etymology, the sort of random guesswork that I've just demonstrated, but usually less entertainingly. That's the difference between us and plain old etymologists. Well, I think modern etymologists actually use some sort of science to to do their investigations. We're using thought experiments. That's a kind of science. It is. I think bad is the kind of science. (laughs) If we're trying to discover empirical truths about the past, I think thought experiments are not the ideal tool. They might be useful along the way. I don't know. I don't want to take too strong of a view. So one thing, I guess, getting back to the spirit of the question, which is the difference between a request that we receive that's just in the form of a question and one that's more in the form of an imperative or an I'd like to see or just gives us a type of podcast to produce, is that if the, if it's the question model, then the whole podcast looks like it's going to be about answering that question, right? It'll sort of determine the subject of the podcast usually. So if it's what's your favorite type of food, then we're going to talk about our favorite types of food. But with a request, you can't do in question form the sort of request that would get us to do episode three of the podcast, the episode without any instances of the letter E, because there's no question you can ask where in answering it, we would just do that podcast. Say, what would it be like if there were a podcast without the letter E, but then we'd just talk about that hypothetical? Yeah, we could just discuss what it would be like. And in fact, we right now are experts on what it would be like. It would be atrocious and very difficult to listen to. Our listeners are also experts on that by now. It was at least a short episode. Yes. I feel good about that. But so in the form of requests, somebody could say, we request that you do a podcast without the letter E, and then we could do a podcast without the letter E, but there's no question they could ask that would get us to produce that podcast. Well, they could say, what would a podcast without the letter E be like? Answer in the form of an example, which is sort of a combination question and request. Yeah, it is a request embedded within the question. That's right. 
So let me start. The reason I wanted to say the questions are a type of request mm-hmm. is that certainly for our purposes, they are. Yeah. Like I have no problem with getting question-based requests. And in fact, it's good because they usually give us a topic to focus on. It occurs to me that this request we're dealing with now feels kind of question-like. It doesn't have a question mark or anything, but it's definitely presenting a particular question for us to deal with. This is another reason to think that questions are a type of request because we could sort of transform any question-based one into a request. Here's a really trivial way to do it. I request a podcast that answers the question, what's your favorite fruit? Sure. That's the same as just submitting as the request, what's your favorite fruit? Right. Or you could take this request and rephrase it as, what's the difference between requests and questions? Yes. Though I suspect the person framed it this way specifically because she wanted to make a point about the difference between requests and questions. Yeah. This form of entering it is superior for various reasons, one of which is it's very nice and polite. Right? But in principle, it could have been a question as well. Yes. No, that, that is right. It could have been done as a question. So one thing that I think is important if we're going to be discussing the relationship between requests and questions is that a lot of the requests that we get that are in the form of a request instead of a question don't give us any sort of guidance on what to talk about. And that would be fine if we had some sort of regular subject matter that we sort of defaulted to talking about. Like if we were every week going to talk about the latest TV shows that we were watching and then the requests would just give us constraints on how to do that, that would be fine. But it's a little bit difficult sometimes to take the open-ended format-based requests and turn them into a podcast because we don't have anything to sort of fix the content for us unless the request specifies it. Right, they sometimes don't come with a topic to go with the formal side. That doesn't mean every request needs to have sort of a specific structure to it that both tells us some weird thing to do like avoiding the letter E and also gives us a particular topic to be discussing. I'm fine with doing the occasional one that's just a weird constraint. But there's an art, I guess, to the crafting of the request so that it looks like an appealing one for us to use. And this seems like as good an opportunity as any to explore what it is about requests that make them more or less appealing in that way. Well, and I'm looking through the requests we've got. I don't really see the question-request distinction as being a useful way of separating them out, partly because, as you said, they're so easily transformed from one to the other, mostly from the question-to-request direction. Yeah. But I am curious about uh, the case for treating questions as a type of request. You mean like a philosophical case for doing it? Yeah, such as the question is itself just a request for information? Well, so I guess one way to think about it is this. If every question could be sort of without loss turned into a request, now we're not going to worry about like the etiquette involved of just going around saying to people, tell me your favorite fruit instead of what is your favorite fruit. But if every question could be turned into a command about what someone should tell you, then it seems like it's sort of unnecessarily wasteful in an Occam's razor type sense to have both instructions to people to tell you things, and also questions which seem to just do the same thing. I see. If you have them as separate categories completely, it feels like that's not pulling its weight. Right. And since it can't go the other direction, it's not like we can turn... I mean, it's true that you could probably find a way to use a question sentence to issue all sorts of commands. Like, if you had the right situation, you could be like, do you think I want my wine right now? And then the person would think, oh, I should bring them the wine. But it's not the same as just turning the question into the command. No, that's a more lossy transformation, I think. Yeah. So if you can turn questions into commands without loss, and you can't turn commands into questions without loss, it makes sense to treat questions as just a subspecies. I mean, command is a little bit stronger. People who study speech acts in particular have names for them. and They don't just call them requests? No, they call them like directives. They have all sorts of different... They've developed a lot of terminology to talk about all these different distinctions and types of speech act and sentence and 
and whatnot. Right, but for our purposes, let's go with requests. Sure. Otherwise, we'd have to call it directive cast or imperative cast. Those seem like worse names. Yeah, it doesn't roll off the tongue as well. Instructo cast might be a better name. That seems like we'd be doing a lot of how-to episodes. That does seem right. Request cast makes it sound more like we're answering requests. Instructo casts makes it sound like we're telling people how to assemble things. Probably with robots. Episode about how to paint your deck. I was assuming it would be robot-based instructions, but sure, painting your deck works. So I think you're right that the question-request distinction is not going to do a lot of work in telling us which requests are good and which requests are bad. One thing that helps, I've found, is there's sort of a Goldilocks principle in terms of the breadth of the request. If the request is way too open-ended, then it's really hard to do a good podcast with it. Talk about stuff you like. Yes. That's a hypothetical request, by the way. I'm not going to single out actual requests that have come in, probably because none of them are that broad. Should I also not single out requests that have come in? Yeah, I think that's probably best. Okay. But you could make up hypothetical ones that are pretty similar. Sure. So, a request like, talk about vegetables, for instance. That's better than tell us about things you like, but it's not... It's even better than tell us about food you like. Yes. Hopefully our audience can, at this point, figure out the principle by which to compare them for which ones are better along this dimension, because what's more specific than food, but less specific than vegetable still? Tell us about plant life that you enjoy. Actually, I think tell us about edible plant life would be a good request, maybe even better than tell us about vegetables. Yeah, I would do that. But at the same time, something that's too focused can be problematic. For instance, if somebody submitted a request for us to talk about types of broccoli you like. Yeah, I didn't know there were types of broccoli, so there's that. There probably are some. Fun fact about broccoli, did you know it's the same species as kale, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, and about half a dozen other things you think of as completely different plants? You think trees? Like full-size trees? I think that's a separate species. I mean, trees is not a single species. But (laughs) But it's not the same species as broccoli. Okay, but you have to admit that broccoli looks like tiny trees. It it does. In fact, when my parents were giving it to me as a kid, they would call it little trees. And you think little trees are not the same species as trees? That's right. The common name for broccoli, little trees, is a little misleading. (laughs) All right. So specificity is good, but it can go too far in that direction. I think it's I think there's a skill to being super specific and having a good one. Like our first episode, the robot blimp episode, I would say that's a very specific question. It wasn't specific in a bad way though. I, and if it had been talk about the structure of these robot blimps the size of a party balloon, that's a little awkward, but instead it was focusing on what you do with them and that feels like a more open category. Yeah, it gave us room to explore in the middle. So it's not just like pick a subject matter that you want us to talk about and then make sure it's pretty specific. Giving us a request that we have some room to play around with is good. For example, the party balloon blimp request. Sorry, should I not single that one out? Or is it okay if I'm saying good things? No, that's a past one. And also it was a good request. It's not like the guy who sent that in will be upset that we're saying his request that we already used and liked was a good one. That'd be so great if we got angry email. Do not compliment my requests. (laughs) I guess the other thing is, since we announced the request at the beginning of the episode, requests that only work well if the audience doesn't know what the request is are not ideal requests for us. Right, like any sort of puzzle where the listener is trying to figure out the request is going to run into issues. Yeah, we've sort of, we've cut the legs off of those requests. So to speak. Yes, not literally, but uh, merely figuratively. 
Alright, so I think the main takeaway here relating to this request is that we don't care too much about the distinction between requests and questions for purposes of what you send in. If you're going to say it that way, I think you need to apologize to Rachel. Say, I'm sorry, Rachel, but... I'm sorry, Rachel, but although your request led to some interesting discussion, I think a new understanding of questions as a type of request, it hasn't really inspired me to institute any reforms of our request policy and whether or not we'll accept questions. Hopefully Rachel accepts your apology. This has been RequestCast, which is a superset of QuestionCast. <laughs> well, I guess we won't see you. You'll hear us next time on RequestCast. RequestCast is powered by the requests of listeners like you. You can send us your requests on the web at podcast.requestcomics.com.